This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions, and you should be thankful. You know, maybe it's good that we have a subdued episode um, after last time. <laughs> Welcome to the chill out episode. Put on a, a hot bath, light some candles, and have a nice glass of red wine. <laughs> Ooh, that was nice. Um, uh, look, Chaz, I think that was mean what I said just a minute ago. <laughs> I'm I'm I would just I was just cranky. I think it sounds good. <laughs> just wanted to get this out before uh before I get mad at myself for being mean to my friend for no re- reason. That's okay, I'm oh, used no. to it. I'll take any punch. I'm just a little a little punching bag. People hit me and I'm like, that's okay, I forgive you and I turn the other cheek. <laughs> and you know what? They just whack me again. <laughs> You're one of those um like bouncy um clowns that people punch. You just come I'm, swinging. Yeah, right I'm bang. the punching clown from Scooby Doo. Like you punch it and it comes back and hits you. <laughs> yeah, and you could also stuff you full of money from the bottom. Yeah, you could, but you shouldn't. What if, what if you're an indestructible clown you and you only got happier and more friendly as people punched you? I mean, that's driving not how them into I feel. an insane feel... homicidal rage. I feel like the more bad things that have happened to me, the nicer I've become. So, you know, maybe that's okay. okay. The most the most damaged people are the kindest. <laughs> as that old Tumblr post says. Yeah, as the Joker said. <laughs> the saddest people are the best at posting. Um. Yeah. <laughs> why, is, is, if that's people... true, why is Donald Trump so good at posting? Um, that's true. Very sad. The loneliest people, <laughs> not the hardest. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's the, hey, th- there's a there, there's a story I Getting heard. This is kind of related. Yeah, I don't know if you've if you've heard <laughs> about this, but so there was this guy, and he went to see a doctor, and he said, "Doctor, I'm so depressed." Uh huh. And then then he said, "Oh, just turn on the news to see the <laughs> funny president Donald Trump. That that always uh, helps me out." And then he says, "But doctor, I am." I am Donald Trump. <laughs> oh and that doctor was Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could have, like, for all academic papers, they have to have, like, a disacknowledgement section where the uh-huh. author gets to write down everybody who Fuck pissed these them these guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that's also good, but that's kind of what the paper is, so it's like... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they, don't want, they don't need another section. I like that. Yeah. I don't know if you've read uh, Brooks's master thesis about wrestling, but the, the, his his acknowledgments were just like wrestlers he likes. <laughs> That's very funny. God, speaking of projects, I basically just keep agreeing to things, and I don't know why. But um, I'm now doing fantasy based basketball. Oh, uh, me too. Even though I don't know how the fantasy works it's it's just the drafting stuff that's complicated because there's a lot of guys and there's a lot of stuff about like <laughs> to pick guys it's just loads of dudes. the thing about fantasy <laughs> so sports is they are already ranked in a way according to their skills so if you just like pick the top guys yeah but i i want to go for like you know some guys who are like maybe underdogs who will come up and surprise everyone and then oh, of course you do <laughs> the competition Imagine being 
like, like a, bas- for... a professional basketball player and you think you're pretty good and then someone's like oh my god i i you know i picked you for my fantasy <laughs> basketball team and then you look at the <laughs> rankings and you're dead last that would be <laughs> well they must know because it's based on like how many assists they do and how many shots they do so if you're i don't know how basketball works what if you're just like a goalie do they have goalies in basketball no. i have a backstop like um like in it's basically rounders isn't it it's just big rounders that's baseball <laughs> oh yeah you're playing basketball <laughs> yeah <laughs> same I was game to the american to someone the other day and i was like it's like baseball but like there's like three Got less it. rules <laughs> The thing about fantasy sports is there's very little actual involvement you need to do with it. So it's not like it's going to take away your time unless you you get super into, which you can. It's pretty much just betting. Yeah. 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 But I want to, I want to like know the teams. I want to watch the the game. I want to watch the big game. You going, did you watch the game? (laughs) I watched the big game. Well, next time we see Chaz, she's just going to be like this, uh, like enormous American man with a huge beard and a snapback cap, vaping and talking about the game. <laughs> but see, I hey. don't know. Here's the thing. <laughs> you watch the game <laughs> about fantasy sports. Are we all recording, by the way? Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> the, the the thing about it is, I don't know where to even watch these games, where or when they happen. Oh, me neither. <laughs> don't don't baseball games take like? We're talking about basketball, George. <laughs> Oh shit! Sorry, <laughs> you're really struggling with this concept. <laughs> Look, I'm tired. Okay, hey, I'm trying to think of like a combined version of basketball and baseball now, where it's like a basketball court, baseball. but they also get given bats. <laughs> yeah, that would be really good. Um, that just sound right. like that Monty Python sketch of all in cricket. It's like basketball, <laughs> volleyball, baseball. So you have like the same baseball setup of like. Uh, what do they call it? The little concrete things, you know, bases. The bases. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Baseball. <laughs> or the Damn. stops. No. I never got that before. Um, <laughs> shut up. I don't think this is anything. Like, I I do like to talk uh talk to you about this. I'm just not sure how much this is gonna be content. No, this is content. Um, listen. So okay. you've got the baseball set up, and you've got the bases, and then. Someone like rather than having a baseball, you have a basketball, and okay. you like throw it at the batter, and then they have to whack it with a hand like a volleyball, really far away, and then the rest of it's just like baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What if this was what worth if, the wait? What if they just played baseball but with a basketball? <laughs> I like to think about it. Oh, yeah. no, like kickball, isn't it? But what if actually. what if they played? basketball but with a rugby ball so i what think if, there's pretty good if, reason that these sports are the way they are no i don't I think, think there's any reason it would be fun to and get I, like a I, group of people together to like brainstorm a better sport <laughs> do you know like it's like a new one <laughs> yeah but that's how they but came these are not new ones you're just <laughs> changing one of the balls for the other game's ball that's what all games are yeah oh. It's just like, you know, they were like, oh, it's rounders, oh, we're going to change three rules, and now it's baseball, oh, rugby yeah. is just football, but we're holding the ball now. And that's... Um, badminton is a poor man's tennis. Yeah, you know, it's just like, all mm-hmm. games are just like another game, but like, wrong. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, every game is just a variation of conquers. <laughs> it's true. true. Absolutely. <laughs> 
It's just all about smashing your nuts into someone else. <laughs> yeah. It's just all, all it's all excuses to touch the skin of other men, you know. <clears throat> Intricate rituals. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny Halter. Yeah. That one's Barbara Kruger, actually, but go off. Shit, they're the same um, person, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of projects we get talked into, like the doing the name of the wind podcast is also like oh, yeah. <laughs> I am excited, but <laughs> I'm excited to, to now to talk to my friends. But I'm I I got the book when I was at my parents' place last week. Mm-hmm. I I it started to really sink in, and I, that I'm gonna have to read Name of the Wind again. Yeah, no, I, I thought we agreed uh, that there would be no more podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we reached peak podcasts and any more I, podcast would be death of the brain. Just the one more is, podcast. It's just, uh, just going to be five episodes. So I was yeah, like, okay. it's basically not a podcast. But you do have to read a book for it. <laughs> yeah. True. And it's very long and it's a very boring book. <laughs> yeah. But I've never read it before. So yeah. this is going to be fun for me in terms of... Um, like, now I know what we're talking about more when we make fun of Pat Rothfuss. <laughs> it's going to really enrich our jokes, I think. I think you'll you'll hate yeah. it. Um, I will never read it because I, as I've said a lot, comedy gets worse the more you know about the subject. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've never said this before, but yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to shoot our content. I don't even read the books that, that we cover. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't want to uh, shoot our content on the name of the wind book, but it, I it did I did realize that I don't remember any of the characters' names besides Quoth. So uh, it's Quoth uh, is a bad name. Very Kvothe. memorable book for sure. Quoth the Raven. Never exactly. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. I did feel a, I did feel a little bad because I thought I uh, I let you down by agreeing to another podcast, even though we agreed we're not gonna do any more. Uh, but at the same time, I could also not let Sarah down by uh, having more likers of the book on the podcast and dislikers. Yeah. So, Lister, if if you you want to keep your eye out for what's it called? Is it called the Shape of the Wind? I think it's in the name of the wind. I'll punish you. I think is the um, working title. Yeah, it's not set yet. Okay, keep your eye out for a podcast, which is where some people who hate Name of the Wind and some people who like Name of the Wind <laughs> argue about Name of the Wind for five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a good we- concept! It's a good concept. Um, if you listen, you have to agree that it's bad, and. Sure. Um, support that side i don't know if there's a vote at the end i don't know how you decide who's <laughs> no just just sarah is gonna decide uh, okay which side uh yeah. swayed them so so you're bringing your you're bringing your arguments to the marketplace of ideas mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah where yeah. the invisible hands of the market will decide whether growth good bad good or bad yeah we are going to i'm gonna uh, vote with our wallets <laughs> yeah engage hell in. yeah it- <laughs> They're going to engage in healthy debate. But the thing is also, I, I'm not sure if the two people on who said they liked the book, if they, like, it, it's also entirely possible that they're gonna like it less this time around. Mm. I think you got to. I think the second time around, you're gonna read it and be like, huh. Yeah. 
Because, like, the first time I read it, I was like, this is fine. And it was yeah. only afterwards when I thought about it, I was like, this this was awful. I mean, I even started reading the second you. book. Like a kind of indigestion. Yeah, I immediately finishing it, I looked at the second book in the shop and I went, do I care about this? And in my brain <laughs> I went, no, and then I just didn't buy it, so. <laughs> Charlotte, do you want to do a rival podcast where we review Name of the Wind while eating loads of Indian food? Called <laughs> Name of the Bindi Bhaji. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, d- I like Bindi Bhaji. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my point of contention. <laughs> I think I can't what's in it, what if we just did a rival podcast where we review their debate um, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> who listens to in the name of the window punishing now this oh, it's is got okra in it. Um, talking of okra or ladies fingers there's a lot of that in this very Cajun flavoured p- town that they're going to in this book that mm, we're talking about um, I, did, I, I, did the, I did have the thought that uh, you know at one point this podcast is going to be over and uh, well, it's the, the easiest way to rebrand it for for something new is to change it to who watches over the Overwatch, and then we just talk about Overwatch lore. No, no. <laughs> I, Overwatch is racist against the English <laughs> because of Tracer. She is a hate crime. Or the one with the bum, I think. She's yeah, called that's Tracer. Tracer. <laughs> yeah, the bum one. Yeah. I don't um, know anything about I don't Overwatch, even know anything about Overwatch, this. so... Oh, Tracer's British, and she goes, Hello, mate, it's me, I'm here to help you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Governor, I've got oh, some I, guns. <laughs> it's me, Tracer. It's great stuff. <laughs> I think it's Wouldn't you cool. rather play Fortnite, lovey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Which is like, just what British people sound like, so I don't see the issue. <laughs> um, I think if we did... I think if we did keep going, we... We have to start um, talking about a, a song of ice and fire. <laughs> no, we 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 swap it round. So we start talking about a song of ice and fire, and then everybody from Ace of App starts talking about the Discord uh-huh. books. Yes, exactly. I think I've watched I've watched a song of ice and fire, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> I did okay. think it would be very funny if for one episode. Uh, we swapped hosts with them and they did an episode of this and we did an episode of that. I just think that would be funny. Oh, that, would, that would be funny, especially would... as I've never listened to Asobab, so... <laughs> oh, it's very good. No, I think I think what what needs to... Like, instead, we shouldn't, like, swap hosts. There should just be an episode where uh, George and Lucy and Kay and Ryan and Emmanuel have to record one podcast episode together. Oh that would God. be pretty good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> give I you guys a week off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I I'd have to it. read the whole, all of those really long books again. No, I just read a chapter. <laughs> they're you pretty no good. Context. You just have to read like three well, chapters. Like, they're very long. They're no, very you don't long, have to read the rest of it. You just read the chapter. You, you just out of context. Oh, that would be better. I think that'd be funny. Um, I think when Maybe this is over, can... we should do like Wheel of Time or something insane. Yeah. Oh my god, Sarah is gonna get so mad if we do that. Yeah. <laughs> what if we review the Dark Tower series by Stephen King? Oh, I, I don't. I mean, yeah, we could. That would be very funny. I have read yeah. them all. I have read the first four. <laughs> I've never read any Stephen King. I read up to the point people are saying it's good. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've never read any Dark Tower, but I read a bunch of his other books that mm. have stuff from the Dark Tower in. That's all of them, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen your tweets about how you've read Stephen King, but you can't decide if he's good or not. And that's basically what the Dark Tower is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just varies you just read it so much you're like is this good or is this bad (laughs) yeah and at the end of the day you finished a book so Mm -hmm. there were (laughs) parts where i really enjoyed it like i really enjoyed the third book i think that was like overall the most which one's that one that was the one that is that wolves of the color or is no that's that's a later one i don't know what is the third one called that's the one that where they get on the train at the end i was gonna say um who can tell if it's good or bad, but there is an evil train, so maybe exactly. it's good. <laughs> um, what makes a book good? Echoes? It's when it describes food. Gunslinger, Drawing of the Three, and then... The Wastelands. The f- is it The Wasteland? Yeah. Wow. How did I forget that? I didn't the one that has the evil train title. on the cover, that was what I meant. <laughs> Alright, I don't think my copy had the evil train. Anyway, let's talk about Witches Abroad. Yeah. I think it would be very funny to do that next. I think that would be really good. I think it would be good, yeah. I mean, we'd have to get there first, which there is a lot of Terry Pratchett (laughs) books. And uh, 30 episodes in, we are only on, like, what, the 11th book? We're going to be doing this until 2022. Yes. It's good to have a plan. We'll be podcasting from the wasteland. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> what if there is no books by the time we finish? Um, <laughs> what if it's only phones and Charlie Booker is right? Oh, oh my god. god, that would be so sad. I would cry. Damn, no books. Thanks, Mr. Can I just say Booker. it's so stupid that they were like books are kill- books are gonna all be killed by ebooks when literally there's like that just hasn't happened. <laughs> it's almost like literally just books. Yeah, yeah, like who gives a shit? Yeah, I. I don't see, but yeah, it, it was. It used to be a debate. Like I, I remember when I was in high school, we like were discussing it in class and reading like newspaper articles about it, uh, or like we had to, like had we had to do it in class. Like for some reason, our teacher thought this is an important point of debate, and mm-hmm. like we read an article, like an opinion piece by someone, uh, and they were they were like talking about how like the feeling of books, like touching paper, it's so important. And I'm like, that's good for you, but like, why why does it bother if 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 it doesn't matter for others? Like, why? Like, Yana, yeah. If you don't want to fuck a book while you're reading it, <laughs> you're a bad that's person. You can't put your dick in a book. You can't put your dick in a Kindle. That's the issue. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really I, I, expensive. It's it's nice to have a physical copy of a book, but it's like you know, don't make such a big thing out of it. <laughs> Yeah, I remember yeah. going to fucking Hay Book Festival in like 2011 and they had all these banners saying Kindle Free Zone, which is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so... Ugh. Like, it's just... Jesus well, Christ. Like also, just like with how cheap you can get um, ebooks and also being able to like get books just like online for free if you know where to look is like yeah. massively good for accessibility. God forbid there's not like 20 million more copies of like the girl with the dragon tattoo that get given to charity shops. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yeah. I mean, 
and also it's one of those things where people are just they're like okay so the only valid way of reading a book is by physically reading a physical copy and it's like get fucked blind people yeah <laughs> and <laughs> you have never read a book <laughs> the, the other thing about the like uh, real book versus ebook debate or or even about because before the ebook debate books were already like killed by movies they were killed before that by radio. Yeah, but they've never yeah. died. They're actually very consistent books. Yeah, exactly. Like they're gonna books are gonna survive everything. It's it's just not gonna happen. People are gonna panic about every new medium appearing that is gonna kill. The same way as people are panicking that TV is gonna kill movies. Yeah, which it has. <laughs> we have ancient Greek writers uh, complaining about young people not writing as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, Greek people it's... got really mad when people started like writing <laughs> and reading. They were like, yeah. "Oh, look at all these children these days reading. They don't know what's good." They're for like, them. They "Why can't you toiling. just memorize it? Why can't we just do the oral tradition?" You cucks. <laughs> I, I do. I, I'm not talking about like uh, archaic Greeks. I think it was someone. It was it was either a Roman person or someone in the um, Hellenistic period. Oh, they were complaining complaining about like how young people were, were like losing the ability to write and it's like mm-hmm. this this yeah. could just be this could just be like a british columnist yeah. <laughs> writing the same shit they are all hesiod just grumping about yeah but at least hesiod knew how to make food i don't know he, hesiod does hate women oh that is he's like a piece of shit <laughs> he fucking hates women so much yeah he'd be I mean, a perfect british columnist <laughs> Can the you- other thing I was gonna say about the whole like books versus <laughs> ebooks debate is, have you read Ready Player One? Like, there's there's no, just books no. that are bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no matter which loads format of books that are shit. You know what's great is that both physical books and digital books can be stolen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just really easy to steal books. <laughs> yeah, and that's beautiful. I think. Yeah, um, I think the most uh, the most ethical. I think the most ethical thing to do is just be a huge jock who never reads a book or watches a movie or reads a poem. The most epic thing to do is to go back inside the cave and look at the dancing shadows on the wall and, and clap your hands and say, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now this <laughs> is, is living. Yeah. What? Uh, what? <laughs> what uh, Plato's cave analogy is about is that it's actually epic to look at the shadows on the wall. <laughs> is that like- Wow, cool, cool shadow show. <laughs> it's because the shadow show, it's it's November down in the cave all the time, and the shadow show is highly erotic. So mm-hmm. you have to leave the cave to complete NoFap November. <laughs> and that's what he was writing about. <laughs> okay, yeah, by the way, uh, just, just one more hour left of uh, Non-At November, so... Oh, yeah. shit, that's oh, oh, in Germany, maybe. We've still got another hour here. Yeah, yeah after it's that. harder for us. Um, yeah. yeah, for me, it's, but, but it's especially hard when you're, when you're podcasting, because uh, you just, you know, t- talking into the microphone is so inherently erotic. My microphone is the shape of a nice round ball. Uh-huh. <laughs> and is, <laughs> so it, is it gay to put your mouth near to that? Yes. Mine is very <laughs> phallic. Is Mine's it. a very phallic microphone. Mine's 
Not really. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to use your imagination. (laughs) I think blue snowballs are um, yonic. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I think there's a sort of yonic phallic thing. No, I think I think blue snowballs. The the they're asexual. (laughs) Freud said sometimes a microphone is just a microphone. Okay. Anyway, we're in the final stretch of Nonat November. Uh, Congratulations to all our listeners who... uh, Who took part. (laughs) Who took part and made it through. Please let us know if you you won Nonat November or not. Mm Mm-hmm. We we need to know. Yeah. Mm. Um, Physical proof, preferable. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I'd like all of our listeners at home to disprove a negative. Yeah, we have... As much as I said that podcasting is uh, very sexual for me and it's very hard (laughs) for me to not come while I record one, (laughs) on the other hand, listening to a podcast is is like the least erotic thing in the world. Like that, yeah, that's true. Instantly kills my boner. So I think we're doing a service to our (laughs) listeners. I only arouse by the sound of my own voice. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna intro the podcast now for for the joy of it, for the joy of the Hooray. game. Um, hello, interrupting um, cow. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need to start thinking about what I'm gonna say <laughs> before we record. Because you, can, you don't have to; you can just not do it. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna cast a spell on you. Speak to You're you. gonna do what I want you to. Answer Mix it up here Dicks. in my little bowl. Say a few words and you lose control. I'm a hex girl, and I'm gonna put a spell on you. Answer me. Gonna put a spell on you. I'm a hex girl, and I'm gonna put a spell on you. Hello, and welcome to Who Watches the Watch to Discworld reread slash watch podcast uh hosted by four highbrow intellectuals who have never masturbated and whose brains are massive because of that um i am your host charlotte and i can write thesis <laughs> i can't has thesis i can i can has thesis <laughs> Um, I'm your host Lucy, and I am creating a magical kingdom where everybody has to do No Not November all the mm. time, or they will be executed. Mm. I'm your mm. host, who you've been calling Janos up until this point, but the, actually, my name is Grogu. <laughs> oh, baby uh, Janos! I'm your host, George. That's that's my piece. Thank you for bringing something to the table. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I, I, Good to I know. was sure they're not gonna. That Baby Yoda is not gonna get a name ever, because <laughs> that's the sensible thing to do. It didn't seem very useful. I guess. I guess Star Wars fans need names for everything. So they gotta put something on the box. <laughs> I was fine with him just being the child and not having a name. Yeah, but they were like, yeah. "No, I can Jedi telepathically communicate with him," and he told me his name is Grogu. <laughs> 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 and well, it was Rosario, Rosario Dawson, Rosario Dawson. Which I didn't appreciate. So, <laughs> it, yeah. I do. Oh, I who do. apparently also did a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, she yeah. did. She's done hate crime. She's, yeah, in- extremely transphobic. Which, very cool. Thank you, The Mandalorian. Now has two, two transphobes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. God! <laughs> How many can they possibly get? Um, Who's the other one? The other Baby one. Yoda. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Baby Yoda, when Grogu ate those eggs, that was... Uh, that was a hate crime. That was genocide, that actually. <laughs> it is very funny to me that, not the hate crime, but what is very funny to me is uh, that on, on Wikipedia, they... They have already changed the article to like every instance of the child in 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 the Wikipedia article is now replaced by Grogu. Of course, I genuinely someone was sat there waiting for the name to drop and like had it ready. <laughs> yeah, you know, there the was bit... probably several people and they were fighting with each other to see who could yeah. do it first. You know the bit in Chicago where they're waiting to see if she's guilty or innocent, and they've got like a flag out the window so they can start distributing the newspapers immediately. It's like yeah. that, but it's a big flag that just says Grogu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when they um, decide on a new pope and they release different yeah. colored smoke from the Vatican. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but it's like the smoke spells out Grogu. Grogu in smoke uh-huh. signals. Yeah. <laughs> the, young, the young Grogu. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He is young. Grogu played by Grogu. Jude, Jude, Law. Jude Law. Sexy, sexy <laughs> Grogu takes over the Vatican <laughs> and does surreal... <laughs> activities oh, but that would be that would be fun to have a show where it's like uh, Grogu and Yoda like young you know the young Yoda and the old Yoda uh, having some fun times together would it no it would suck but you know <laughs> if we want to go with the two popes analogy mm. oh no I'm not going with the two popes this is the young pope okay <laughs> I've never seen the young, the two popes. The two popes cause... is a sequel to the young pope, where the young pope yeah. now has <laughs> no, it's to not. deal with the old pope. And then there was a different two popes thing that was a documentary on Netflix or so. Oh, it might be called something different in German. It, we called it the new pope in English, I think. Oh, the new pope but... is what I meant. Yeah. yeah, the new pope. Yeah, which I've seen like half of and haven't finished it for some reason. <laughs> Let's let's cast let's podcast oh let's, let's talk, talk about, about this book. Uh, we are podcasting I'm we're always podcasting. podcasting um yeah so this week um on this low-key subdued <laughs> episode of who watches the watch uh we read the second third of which is abroad um which is a book by terry pratchett <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah this is our this We've is... decided to read Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone just to mix things Which up. Which is abroad. And this guy can, keep, can speak to snakes. Yeah, oh, that's fucked up. Um. We also decided to do an episode this week that isn't bad like it always is, but this time it's going to be a good one where we just focus on the book, uh, you know, talk in, talk in a calm NPR voice instead Hello. of shouting all over each other, not make any sexual type jokes. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done that. Yeah. Um, that's that's why we've only been going for thirty six minutes without without talking about <laughs> okay. the Okay. Um anyway. I haven't said not once. Oh, you said it now and you ruined it all. I haven't, I haven't said large cums. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said the words masturbate my penis. Okay. <laughs> this is why we keep getting Mark not safe for work on um <laughs> podcasting apps. 
someone's probably like, I'm going to listen to this in front of my children. And then, <laughs> and then we destroy their child's brain. The child is warped forever and can never recover. Yeah, my um, kids love Terry Pratchett books. Uh, well, they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Famously, actually. Um, Terry was very bemused by it. He was like, why And then he decided like to write kids' books. Yeah, that's why. He was like, well, if kids love it, then I guess I will write them for the kids. <laughs> and they're just the same because the kids already like the books. Um, yeah, so this week we read Witches Abroad. Now let's see if I can remember what happens in the book Witches Abroad. <laughs> Rewinding my brain to yesterday morning when I thought I was going to be recording that afternoon. Um, <laughs> Terribly sorry about that. Yeah, just, you know, I have it. You know, I have a thesis that's due on Thursday, and yeah, I am the most reliable member of this group. <laughs> sorry, Ash. Um, <laughs> Are you? I think so. I've been available at every single day, um, and I've never missed a podcast episode. So, oh, that's true. I'm the most reliable one. Um, yeah, so in Witches of Road Part 2, we were on the boat last time, and while they're on there, Naniok loses all her money in a card game due to some card shops uh, who do the old, the old trick. Um, so Granny Weatherwax goes to get them back, and she, she does some Granny Weatherwax-style stuff and is just very good at playing Cripple Mr. Onion, and she gets like a, a lot of money back, and she bamboozles, she bamboozles the card players. Upon arriving, they get off the boat somewhere. <laughs> they run away from the card shops because they're going to try and steal their money back. Oh, yeah. They run away. Um, they end up on some land. Uh, they sort of do some more traveling and then some more funny traveling scenes. Um, we're sort of getting more into like plot-relevant traveling scenes. They keep coming upon scenes which are like... Something strange is going on. It's like a fairy tale, but it's like kind of twisted, you know, like a twisted fairy tale, like those old Tumblr pitches where they were like, "What are fairy tales but dark?" Um, <laughs> they find a, um, they find like a castle, like a scary castle, which is all covered in weeds and cobwebs and dust. And obviously, there's like a Sleeping Beauty girl who's asleep at the center of it. They just sort of wake her up. <laughs> um, She's fine. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, all because of a prick." Um, and, um <laughs> they were like oh is this a black alice style job and they're like yeah but i don't think it was her um the woman wakes up the girl and when she does she recognizes granny weatherwax and it's like it's you the evil one and she's like wait what um okay and they all run away because they're being chased by guards so i wonder what that's all about they continue on Ooh. uh magret and uh granny weatherwax fall out over, you know, general personality differences. Per perceived slights. Yeah, perceived <laughs> slights. Margaret is increasingly frustrated with Granny Weatherwax's lack of using magic and also treating Margaret like she's a, a dumb, <laughs> dumb bitch who's wet and can't do anything. <laughs> uh, as sort of their insistence on coming with her. And she just sort of wants to do it on her own. Um, they come across a cottage where... Well, they come across a girl who's going through the woods and she's wearing a red cloak and they're okay. They're like, okay, and we know what this one is going to go like. <laughs> so, so they go find her grandmother where she's traveling and they manage to like put her away before a wolf comes in through the front door and the wolf is like very messed up. And when Granny Weatherwax looks in its mind, she realizes it's a wolf that's been like meddled with and made to think it's human. 
and she gets very upset. She can't really help it, so it agrees that it wants to die. And the, when the huntsman comes, it like chops the wolf's head off, but the wolf lets it. And then Granny Weathergax gets very angry at all the huntsmen and tells them to basically start looking after the old woman in the woods because they're all like, oh, she's a witch. And she's like, you will give her a better cottage that is closer to the town and you will be kind. Um, Granny Weatherwax invents mutual aid. Yeah, she's like, you will dig a, <laughs> you will dig a better well um, and you will be normal and good to each other. Or I will, I will get you. Um, <laughs> they continue on. There's some more scenes of Granny Weatherwax and Margaret not getting along. They find a yellow brick road, and on the yellow brick road, they're just like wandering around. Margaret's like, "Granny needs a heart," and she's like, "Well, you need brains," and it's very humorous. <laughs> <laughs> and then a cottage falls on Nanny Og's head. Because uh, she's got the red boots, and then um, some dwarves come along, and they're like, "Is the is the witch dead?" And they're like, "No, she's fine because she's got a really strong hat, so she's she's okay." <laughs> <laughs> and they're very confused because they just had like the impulse to come and like celebrate the death of a witch, but they don't know why. Um, luckily, they sort of snap out of it by being shown the dwarf bread, and they're like, "Oh, that's very real dwarf bread." Um. Mm-hmm. They continue on, and eventually they end up in the city of Genoa, which is very fun. They, they're eventually let in um, under the idea that they... Because first of all, they fall in a swamp, <laughs> which they think is grass. But then they're let in, even though they're dirty, because they look like, you know, just house housekeeping staff. You know, they got brooms. Mm. Um Meanwhile, Lilith is sort of keeping an eye on them through, with the mirrors, and she's sort of aware they're coming. They are looking for a place to stay, to sleep in, but they can't find any room anywhere. Um, it's a very clean city. It's a bit strange. Eventually, they go to sleep in a barn. When they wake up, well, Margaret, first of all, is sulking, so she goes off to try and find the girl who's like um, the one she's meant to avoid getting married to the prince or the duck. And uh, she sort of goes off on her own. Um, Nanny goes to look at the uh, at the castle and talk to the staff in the kitchen of the castle because that's sort of where she's most comfortable. And Granny is just kind of wandering around, seeing what's going on, and pretending she isn't looking for the other two. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, Nanny Nanny finds uh, the cook in the castle who instantly sort of gets what Nanny's about, and she sends her to Mrs. Gogol who, as we know, is like the voodoo witch. Um, they have a conversation where they're like, oh, you know the magic, so, oh, so do you. Oh, we're the same, but <laughs> different. Um, we're, we're told that there's no no racism in <laughs> Discord because they're Yeah, too, that was a fun bit. Yeah, they're too... They hate other species too much to have time. Which, okay, Terry. Um... <laughs> Five books yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's no racism. Hmm. Except for when okay. Jingo comes along. <laughs> yeah, well, it is very fun that it's, it has the sentence, this was the first time Nanny Ox spoke to a black person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating sentence. Uh, but there's no yeah, racism really in this world. Me a bit off guard. It's yeah, it's it's something. 
Um, anyway, they're like, wow, we're witches. Uh, Granny Weatherwax finds them and is like, oh, hello, what delicious gumbo that you have. Um, also, I knew you were in here because Grebo's outside. Um, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Magritte is talking to Emberella and she's like, I don't really want to marry the duck because he's weird and he is suspicious and I just don't really want to marry this random dude. But there's these two sisters who guard me. And they're basically like snake women. And it's it's pretty spooky. Meanwhile, they go to Mrs. Gogol's house and they learn all about like what's going on. And they learn that Lilith is in charge and she's a witch who runs everything. And that's sort of why the way why it is the way it is. Um and uh she's like, Oh, Granny Weatherwax knows all about her. And she's like, Yes, because she is my sister. Um, <gasps> gasp! Whoa. She's my fucked up sister who was was I don't know a horny teen and was thrown out. Um, yeah, there's some implications about that yeah. that I was wa- wanted to talk about later, but yeah. Um, also, she's resurrected the old Baron who who is uh, Ember's dad. As a zombie. Oh. Well, we didn't know that, George. (laughs) (laughs) But they say it. No, they don't. don't. (laughs) No, we just know that she has a zombie servant. No, what we know is that she has a zombie servant and also the Baron's (laughs) dead. Um, I thought it was... I don't know. I thought it was quite... Oh, never mind. Sorry. (laughs) 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 I thought it was obvious from what it was saying. But I have read it before, so... Yeah, Yeah, I think that's... It's fine. (laughs) Well, uh... Now you've ruined it for Lucy. She's not going to enjoy the last (laughs) third because of this. Spoilers! I mean, it's like, it's not that important, but yeah, there's a zombie servant. (laughs) This is going to destroy all of this world for Lucy now. (laughs) Well, the murderer in Men at Arms is... um, Whereas in third, it turns out that mm. actually the whole thing. Okay, it's I'm leaving. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a zombie servant there. Who? Whoa, who is he? Also, the Baron was murdered, um, and now this new Duke's in charge, and they're looking to get the new Duke to marry the daughter of the old Baron, who's Emberella, um, because that will sort of secure his throne. But mostly, it's because it's how the story has to go, and Lilith basically like at the behest of the story for the most part she sort of goes where it goes and mm. and she's she, doing improv yeah and she lets it happen she's pretty powerful it's the mirrors it's standing between two mirrors gives her power um because of the infinities they go to find magret because they think she might be in danger and they sort of they all run out and leave umbrella there um and that's sort of where we are at the moment i think this is a very good third. I also, it's, this book is like in thirds, which has been yeah. nice for dividing up how much we're going to read. Yeah, no, it kind of is. It's very like three-act structure. Um, mm. Sort of. Not the first third, like, it's not that much plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, well, the structure, uh, like, I, I, I do think the structure is a little bit weird. And like, it is, like, the these... Uh, three act things with the reveals and stuff is is pretty clear but like thematically it feels a little weird in in a way that like 
the first is like one fairy tale, like he has a few like fairy tale jokes that are like tropes, and then he decides in this bit he decides to like actually make them have them act out specific fairy tales that we have. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, which which feels like it could have been a thing that could have happened earlier or been like set up more like yeah. having the entire like red riding hood bit um, yeah yeah like i mean he wanted to make funny foreign jokes yeah exactly he wanted to that's the thing like he wanted to make the funny foreign jokes and at the same time also make a pastiche of fairy tales <laughs> Yeah, that's like <laughs> dark. He's Terry like, oh. is simply yeah, yeah. He wanted to do a uh, grim Terry Gilliam movie. Yeah, <laughs> which is like I understand. You know, I I, like I understand what he's doing there. Yeah, I I think it's I think those sequences are very cool. Uh, I just don't. <laughs> I'm just not sure how much it vibes to get vibes well with the whole like foreign parts aspect. Yeah. I think that's yeah that bit's definitely stronger in the first third. Um but it is good. I mean, I think yeah, no. <laughs> no, it is enjoyable. I just think that that you can very much feel on all these little vignettes he puts in that he just once again went with what whatever he felt like writing about like unlike the previous like unlike Reaper Man which felt like very strong thematically and there was oh, like yeah very clear uh you know build up of of all the themes and in this one he's he's kind of back to playing it loose <laughs> i guess yeah this, and, this is a bit more like rinse win style yeah. <laughs> um yeah this is really. like this is like a better version of a rinse win book yeah because they for the most part they're going on a journey and just like going lol this is happening and then when they do stick this fairy tale stuff in that's obviously then goes as part of the plot um, yeah, there are some extremely cool Granny Weatherwax moments in this. Oh it's yeah, got some, epic some very moments. like Loads. incredibly um, hashtag epic. Yeah, uh, this is this the card is, sequence uh, is great. This is mm. Terry Pratchett's Tyrion is my favorite character thing in that you can like <laughs> really feel how Granny Weatherwax is becoming his favorite character to write. <laughs> yeah she's just yeah. she just rules in this i mean she's like obviously still a flawed character she doesn't treat magra especially well but like she just like the way she talks to the woodman in this mm-hmm. um yeah and like the understanding of the wolf situation <laughs> um is just really really good um and it made me feel a little bit intimidated by her <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it does. It builds nicely on what you get established in, um, what's it called? The last Witches one that we read. Weird Sisters. Weird Sisters, yeah. Um, with the sort of being established that she fills a pull towards, like, abusing her magic constantly. Mm. And that if she was to sort of let herself not be good, uh, she would be pretty, pretty horrible. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, that's going to continue through through as like sort of one of her cause is of her character yeah because like they say in here the whole like weather wax line is incredibly gifted with magical abilities mm. um as we know with like arch chancellor weather wax and stuff mm. yeah um, and yeah. she's like she matches herself at one point i'm the good one yeah 
<laughs> she says, I'm not the bad guy. Oh, yeah. 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 Choice. Yeah, yeah, because Lilith also thinks she's the good one because she just wants everything to be nice and gentle. Um, where is the... By killing people. Uh, where is the Lily Weatherwax bad guy AMV? <laughs> God, can you imagine like a live adaption of this? <laughs> Do you think Lil- they... Lily Weatherwax would be really hot? Yeah, of course oh, she of would. Course, yeah. Smoking hot. It would be like I think a live adaptation of this would be pretty cool, but it needs to be reworked really much to like lean into the dark fairy tale stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, and like I, cut a bit of the racist stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say there is a the the section in um, Genoa is it's basically just Duloc from Shrek One. No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think when I was. That is that what it reminds section. me of. Yeah. It's wild yeah. how much like Shrek inspired Terry Pratchett constantly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not. Yeah. Although I was, I was thinking about that because um, not Shrek inspired Terry Pratchett, but um, <laughs> obviously the guy writing the Amazing Morris movie coming oh my out God, you're on right. Shrek. Mm. And I'm just that. I'm just thought I was I interesting. Guess- I guess all the r slash Discord people were right, and the amazing Maurice movie is going to save Discord because it is written by the same guy who inspired Terry Pratchett to become what he is. <laughs> yeah, mm. he couldn't have done it without Shrek, so it's kind of full circle in a way. It's it's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally. Finally, mm. someone's coming out and saying it's Shrek time, baby. <laughs> Yeah. I'm always saying this. Yeah, there's a ton tricked. of... I, I almost feel like... I don't know how to put this, because I really enjoy Granny Weatherwax as a character. Mm. Uh, I think she's great. Um, I almost feel like, at parts, she seems too good at everything. Like, the the card game scene, scene is great, but at the same time, it's like, she's so OP. <laughs> <laughs> she is very OP. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess that's why it'll be in it. I guess that's sort of isn't the whole thing with this is that she is so strong and yet she comes up against someone who may be stronger than her, mm. and then that's sort of like more scary. Because yeah. like yeah. Lily's whole thing in this is that she thinks once they get to the city, it's not going to be a matter of fighting her is that they'll be drawn into the story and they won't be able to change what's going to happen because narratively it has to happen that way i th- i think it's it's because it's not with granny weatherworks she does she does like consistently win most of the time in sort of the parts of the story which aren't against sort of the main antagonist yeah, yeah. but mm. i think that does sort of it serves to set up how you know dangerous the threat from the main antagonist is but also the um it, it says to sort of underline like the fact that she could kind of just rule and yeah. um abuse people like her sister does yeah um but she chooses not to because she knows that using that power would be destructive to others around her and herself yeah, yeah. Yeah, speaking of her sister, there's that quite sobering line when Granny's talking about like her when they were young, and she's saying like, "Oh yeah, she was really wanton," and um, Nanny Og's like, "Yeah, well, so was I." And she says like the line, "Young men's fathers used to come round to complain," and I was just a bit like, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's to magic him." Yeah. yeah, 
which is very very creepy to think about <laughs> yeah yeah mm. I mean, um, yeah it's interesting that uh terry pratchett sees that using magic to make someone have sex with you is bad and jk rowling's like look love potions cool <laughs> isn't this funny lol <laughs> <laughs> But even with J.K. Rowling, it's like, depending on the specific scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a wizard allegory for rape, or just like a funny thing that Fred and George do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's the fun twins. Yeah, it's it's they sell roofies. God, <laughs> not to just repeat what the Shriek cast said, but Dark Fred and George would have been like so much more dramatically satisfying and makes sense than than the cowardly way that I wonder if Harry Potter could have been good if someone else would have written it and <laughs> I mean probably yeah. the concept is good fan like fiction awful. yeah could 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 something be be good if could a bad thing be good if it was well written <laughs> if a good thing a if a question. thing was good would it be good <laughs> If this film was good, would but it be good? <laughs> but at the same time, like, it's not really a question if it could be good, because it isn't, because because it's already written and it's al- it already exists as it is, and that's the way it poisoned pop culture. Yeah. And now we have hmm. to now we have to see Draco TikTok. Oh my what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's just it's fine. Um, it's so fucked up that Zumas also know about Harry Potter. Like, you, it feels illegal. Like, it should stop at some point, right? Yeah, mm. it should but be no, like Primark continues to sell the merchandise. <sighs> yeah. Well, you you gotta send you gotta sell like some Gryffindor jeggings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To. To like twenty nine year olds, you gotta who are like, look, I love Harry Potter. <laughs> my f- my favorite thing, right? If you go to the big Primark in London, like the center of London, is they have like an enormous section of the shop is dedicated to selling Harry Potter merch, and above all of these clothes is this statue of Dobby wearing a sack, and he looks so sad <laughs> in this statue, oh and just the idea of having like it's because he made of- all the clothes, yeah. <laughs> But he can never wear any of them, and it's just looking up at him like this is some very weird tantalus kind of shit. Like, <laughs> it's an allegory for um, the inhuman nature of uh, fast fashion mm. for so cheap. Look, Dobby mm-hmm. is a free elf. And Dobby's Dobby is a free elf because I... he formed a union and <laughs> destroyed uh, exploitative oh, clothing be so factory. Much better, but it's not like Harry Potter is not like worth salvaging. Like even. It, as much as it could be better, it's also not not good enough that you'd feel like, oh, it needs to be rewritten to become good. It's just we can just we could just forget about Harry Potter, but we won't. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I, yeah. I just don't we just get let it go. Works. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Let it become that weird thing that millennials uh, used to care about and. Zoomers will make fun of us, but they don't. They also get on the train. Like, come on. Yeah. We're coming for you, Zoomers. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. Zoom was cancelled for not hating us enough for like yeah, having Zoom liked Harry Potter at good. one point. <laughs> Zoomers, we need to be punished. <laughs> Punish me. Um, only the only the ones of you who are over eighteen though, because some of them still aren't. Yeah, dear Zoomers, if you think that that you need to like relate to us by going through all the the hell that we consumed don't just you don't need to be nice to us you should watch vampire diaries though you don't need to be like us um yeah you should watch vampire diaries probably i haven't watched it but it's great you should watch secret life of the american team oh Oh, yeah you should do that it'll teach you about life and (laughs) what it what it's like to be a teen (laughs) yeah yeah tiktok on that show experiences what if they remade it for the TikTok generation. <laughs> Everyone finds out that um, the main character is pregnant because of a TikTok. You know, it would be really cool. Oh, that would be very epic. It would be fresh. <laughs> Remember when they did that Headers remake where, yes. where the Headers were SJWs? The Headers were woke. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, what, if, what if like the gay kids are now the mean kids? Yeah. What if one of the Headers is non-binary? but they're still mean that's it's a lie it's all the same shut the fuck up um <laughs> what if conservative kids were being bullied by trans teens good they should be merely being transphobic <laughs> this is that story story video where it's like i was bullied for um <laughs> i was bullied oh, yeah. for being a homophobe or something. i quick i quickly became homophobic, quickly became homophobic. <laughs> Hating on gay people has become part of my lifestyle. lifestyle. (laughs) 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 Um, My lifestyle choice. uh (laughs) (laughs) Have you tried homophobia? It's so hot this year. It's very cool. It's it's kind of retro to be homophobic. (laughs) Spanish translators tried to fight against it, but... uh, (laughs) But Misha Collins took a brave stance for homophobia mm-hmm. on Twitter. So yeah, that's yeah. very brave. Depop Y two K, but it's Y two K homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> or in a bison vintage homophobia. Um, mm. yeah, homophobes—they don't make homophobes like they used to. Yeah, they I miss don't. homophobes. Um, <laughs> so sad that they're not there anymore (laughs) but imagine sorry i know i know we've passed by this but i'm just thinking do you think in the tiktok generation's uh secret life ricky would be a hype beast because then you (laughs) i think he would be an e-boy oh yeah soft uh, soft boy ricky that would be good (laughs) he'd have like a ton of chains and he'd be like hey it's me ricky and he'd do a bunch of tiktoks of him just like making hot man face into the camera yeah (laughs) um anyway which is abroad (laughs) something i want to talk about pretty fucked up what happened to that wolf yeah yeah. nina from full metal alchemist moment yeah um there. I mean, it, which, it kind of like restates the main thesis of all of Terry Pratchett's work, which is having a consciousness as hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't be sentient, says Terry. Like, he's it literally doesn't... begging to be shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind, kind of a Buddhist statement almost. Existence is suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He was like a bit of a hashtag dark moment. <laughs> 
Like it was really dark, like much almost out of nowhere. Like I liked it, but like right right before that, it was it was all just foreign parts jokes. Yeah, yeah. This is the sort of darkness that he loves, and especially in the witches, will just sort of keep coming back. Yeah. But yeah, there's this whole thing about like, oh, if you're an animal and someone messes up your brain, then that's gonna like fuck you up. And it's trying, it's being made to think you're something that you're not. Mm. Um, and there's mm. this whole thing with Lilith. Um, she's got the ability to turn animals into people shapes uh, yeah. us- using the mirrors, which is what she's done with the Duke and what she's done with these two very attractive snake sisters who can't walk very well because they're snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Hiss with me, sisters. Hiss with me. <laughs> um, we're, we're informed she used to be able to do it for only a few seconds, but she's like gotten a lot better. Um, she's been practicing. That's what all the the, the fairy tales in the forest are. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's all like trying stuff out and just like having a bit of a a bit of a tinker with stories to try and get it right. She sees people as little dolls who she gets to like move. Around. It's part of that. Uh, the sort of the part of the Discworld cosmology is that narrative is a law of nature. Yeah, yeah, it has its own agency. But at the same time, Nanny Og and Granny, Granny Weatherwax are also being cinema sins all the time <laughs> because they're always like, "Wait, it doesn't make sense that uh, your mother sent you through the forest, even and warned you about the wolf, but she still still sent you alone." Ding. It's just bad parenting. <laughs> yeah, she's got child services on the phone. So the funny <laughs> when they're talking about this old lady and they're like, "Oh, she's." Younger than I am, but she's just like struggling. Whereas I, Nanny Og, can do anything. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> she's just like, that's what being a witch does for you. Mm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's just funny when they see, when they see um, Mrs. Gogol, uh, Nanny's like, damn, she's actually younger than me and also hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Miss Gogol is that great works. in this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really good line when Miss Gogol introduces them to her cockerel. Um, mm. <laughs> Nanny is immediately oh, like, that was my so word, subtle. that's the biggest cock I've ever seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love, it's really good. I love British humour. It's so, <laughs> it's so witty. It's so clever and dry. And clever. <laughs> yeah, but, you just don't understand it if you're not British is the thing. So, yeah, so, yeah, you haven't watched enough carry-on movies. Have for you. <laughs> We invented the double entendre. She's yeah. writing French. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to mention a bit where Grebo is like trying to freak out the cockerel, and the cockerel refuses to be freaked out by him, and so Grebo kind of panics and pretends he's chill, um, <laughs> and goes and like he sees like a creepy scarecrow, and then he goes and like freaks out some alligators. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, um, well, there's two things named after voodoo, part of the voodoo uh, religion in here as well. Legba, the cockroach, is named after Papa Legba, who is a, a Haitian deity, yeah. Haitian yeah. voodoo deity. And the and uh, Saturday, the zombie, is Zamedi. Baron Samadhi. Yeah. Is the, the voodoo stuff problematic? God of, God of the dead. I don't think they, uh, I don't know. Because they do, they are just like, yeah, this is just a form of magic. It's how yeah. 
she lives. And that I don't think it's particularly degrading. They have that, maybe, I mean, obviously I'm not an authority on it, but they have that sort of interaction between Nanny Og and Mrs. Gogol, um, where they both say misconceptions that they have about each other. And then they're like, no, but not really, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little. I think yeah, it's okay maybe to have misconception against against voodoo if if they also have misconceptions against English <laughs> magic. <laughs> then it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But, yeah, like I think he is very much not presenting the sort of voodoo as a as a negative thing in this. No, it's not. Um, but equally, it is based. He's doing it off like media representations yeah. of voodoo. Mm. Well, which he is presenting still in a positive way, which is like, whereas it's of, often like traditionally was portrayed as something very scary and dark and satanistic, really. Mm. Um, but it is still there. It is it is still coming from yeah. Um, thing like I don't know. He might have read something about it, but it's still not coming from actual voodoo itself. Mm. Yeah. Well, we've already established that there's no racism on the Discworld, so it actually couldn't be problematic. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. God, I yeah, I found the line. He says, uh, racism was not a problem on the Discworld because with trolls and dwarfs and so on, speciesism was more interesting. Black and white lived in perfect harmony and ganged up on green. Isn't that beautiful? Thanks for that, Terry. <laughs> Wow, very nineties of you, Terry. Yeah, yeah. It's the very. it's the epic. I'm not racist. I hate on everybody. Oh yeah, they will say that about <laughs> Thank Vimes you, in the later books. They'll be like, yeah. Vimes just doesn't like anyone. <laughs> He's not racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's just like I hate dwarves because they're small. But he's not <laughs> racist. <laughs> <laughs> No racism on the Discworld. There no isn't any. No, no racism, especially not in the book Jingo, where <laughs> there is textually ra- racism. Yeah, the whole book Jingo is like about racism, so it's very bold of him to say that there's no <laughs> racism. I think once again we come up against the, the problem of Terry just kind of writing things. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is good. <laughs> yeah, there's like minimal, I mean not minimal, but there's like... Du- dubious continuity <laughs> um yeah. for the most part yeah a bit cringe to write that terry no offense um if you're listening we need to just put that into anything we write ever you get a free pass if you say there's no racism in this world <laughs> by the way by the way um, there's no racism um it's yeah, all if, cool if everyone's you- holding hands <laughs> If you write in your story that there's no racism, then it's gonna be always very believable. It's it's even better if the characters say it out loud. If they say, "Wow, aren't we glad yeah. that there is no racism in this?" The Discord. <laughs> in my um, racially swapped uh, musical about the Haitian Revolution, like it's gonna be textually clear that there's no racism <laughs> I- involved in that. In it's just that all of the slaves happen to be from a certain race. Yeah, I yeah. think the, the best way to ensure that... It's just just chance. <laughs> the best way to ensure that everyone knows that your uh, your book is not racist is to have one of the characters uh, meet a black character and say, I'm white, you're black, and I don't hate you at all. <laughs> There's no racism. <laughs> I know that I am white and you're black, but that's cool with me. <laughs> we can gang up together on green On people. green. 
<laughs> Just because our skin colors are different doesn't mean that I'm prejudiced against you. If you were a dwarf, then I would be, but luckily you are not. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely okay. something that comes from living in Wiltshire for too long. <laughs> we in like the 90s. <laughs> we have cured racism. Yeah, Terry's never met a black person. <laughs> yeah. 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 If if this is the first black No, I think black. Terry probably had like one black friend and that he always said that. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> He's yeah, like, we're Hello. reading stuff into that. Like, I know I know that I am white and you are my certain. black friend and I am Terry Pratchett, the the fiction writer, but I'm not racist. <laughs> and I just see it everything is the same. Love is love. <laughs> 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 Terry was too busy hum- being homophobic to be <laughs> You have to pick one. There are two wolves inside That's of true. <laughs> I've chosen homophobia, which is the correct one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, <laughs> listeners, if you if you don't know this, uh, I am a misogynist. C- though. Cis had white people when we when we get. When we get to the age of thirteen, we have to we have to pick between these two. Like there's a there's a big s- celebration. <laughs> uh, there's actually a, famously we're doing prejudice reveal parties where we have to announce. Uh, if we're going this sounds to go more like um, TikTok dystopian fiction, where it's like yeah. when you reach the age of sixteen, you have a mark on your body which tells you if you're racist or homophobic. <laughs> Detroit become racist. <laughs> Well, I hate to break this to you, Janosch, but everyone in, everyone in the West Country seems to have picked, uh, the, you know, uh, like, the pan pan prejudice, you know? Everything. Oh, that's very advanced and progressive yeah. to, to decide to be prejudiced. Yeah, no, then it's okay. Like, <laughs> against if you're, uh, both parties. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're racist, that's cringe. And if you're homophobic, that's very problematic. But if you just hate on everyone... Then it's Oh, fine. no, 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 no. They don't mind white people. <laughs> as long as they're from like the sort of 30 mile radius where they come from. Yeah. That's fine. And they're straight. I'm just imagining like a book where a character lists off every single slur that they can think of and then says, see, I hate everybody. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like, like this I've is, seen this... a post that is just literally that. Yeah. Oh, several times. It, it's people who watch South Park and think it's good. Mm. Never actually um, thought anything through with their big brain. Yeah, I, I'm not saying this to excuse any of it, but as someone who did grow up in the West Country, like it is, it it does need to be remarked, like the level of like granular xenophobia there. Like mm. people will genuinely be like unfriendly to people because they come from like a, a town in the same county that they don't like. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really yeah. My parents lived in a village um three no four miles away from where they now live and they have now lived there for years um but when they moved to the village they now live in someone from the village they were living in said oh they won't talk to you there for 10 years (laughs) and they meant it like like there is genuinely like this the, the the mindset of like the fawn part stuff that that is a joke at the expense of the witches. Like he is not making a joke about foreign people there. It, yeah. This is like this is a mindset from rural Britain that people have. It's it's a, a real thing. It's less now, 
with you know people driving everywhere and not whatnot but it, like, even when i grew up in the 90s and the noughties in in that place there was still that kind of thing yeah when we um when we moved here from america we had like i think i had the strongest one but we had american accents and um my older brother he got it worse he was very viciously bullied by just these real this like dynasty of weird farmer boys <laughs> <laughs> Just for not, I don't know. It was bizarre. It was really weird. They were, yeah, they're really, ag- they're just really aggressive. It's just like the whole family. Also, literally like a plot point in a Neil Gaiman book where the characters move from America to Britain and they have to learn to say in it so they don't get bullied <laughs> at school. I mean, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> 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 they didn't say in it in my school because it was in rural Wales. Instead, they said, uh, they were like, actually, I don't even know what accents they had. Probably like Forester accents. It, they were like, it's a weird mixture of accents. You're gonna go to my tractor, that's what they all sound like. Wine Valley accents are bloody weird. Yeah, they are. It's like real Welsh West Country mix. Yeah, a similar thing from like the granular xenophobia I I know from here is just like related to football team feuds like if you're mm, yeah if you're from this doesn't... from from Fürth, which is a which has a football club uh that has been like historically the enemy of the of the SFC Nuremberg then <laughs> you you're just people are just going to hate you if they're if they're Nuremberg supporters. See, that's pretty forward-thinking by, like, rural British standards, because you actually have a reason, then. <laughs> you have an excuse. Rather than just, like, you're from over there. <laughs> over there being 40 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, once it goes beyond a certain distance, they like, you're, you're just, like, from another part of the country, and they don't care so much. There's, like, a sort of... Like, if you're from one of the counties surrounding, like, people, like, some the, these people with this mindset will be like it make fun of you for it yeah we had there's another family who moved to our school from the west country and they said that they used to get bullied because they weren't anyone's cousin <laughs> <laughs> that is real forester shit though like. yeah oh it was some it was somerset but yeah oh, oh no but like bullied because they weren't anyone's cousin in somerset or yeah oh oh yeah that, that sounds like somerset it is funny to make fun of foresters. Um, I mean, they are all inbred. <laughs> that is just true, because they never left the forest. <laughs> you see, here we go. It's ingrained in me and Charlotte. <laughs> if you live in the forest of Dean, um, how many fingers do you have? That's just that's just all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Give me six, bro. It's going to be six on one hand. <laughs> bro, dad. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, Terry, don't be cringe. Um, stop being cringe, Terry. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I really feel like I I feel like we said this a lot of times already, <laughs> but like Terry is as much as we love Terry, we do. There's just we this do. this this thing to him that he's so convinced that he's right. <laughs> it's he's English. Yeah. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. But no. But it's it's this. It's this thing that you sometimes have with like older generation of comedians when they're like, "Well, I was forward thinking for my time." Yeah, yeah, and so, so I never have to change again ever. Yeah, 
Yeah, he will change quite a lot throughout yeah. the books. I think. Um, I don't think he I, does have, yeah, I don't think he does have like a boom. He does have a boomer brain. Yeah, exactly. he's like I don't believe in politics because ideology is stupid. I just believe in being goodness. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we all grow out of things. Well, no, not always, but <laughs> we one should try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He became like more of a socialist as he got older. Yeah, um, because he had to pay for like these very expensive um, Alzheimer's medications that were like experimental but quite successful, and he got mad because they were so expensive, and That's people couldn't afford them. He, he hates taxes, but apart from that, he's like he got sort of he yeah. he got more left wing as he got older. Yeah, good, yeah. which is nice. And it's just nice. the way it should be. It's nice. Yeah. That, it's nice that he got there. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's not there yet. Um, but he does have some pretty, he has some pretty fun ideas about fairy tales. Yeah, and I don't mirrors. think. No, I don't think his his uh, his takes are like on general bad at this point, or, or that his like I think he's writing very good books at this point. Yeah, just think yeah. that there's like oh it's gonna be like these these little oh, misses like the racist stuff here. Yeah, yeah. That you just don't like to see. A similar thing is also that I kind of hate that every time he introduces Grebo in a book, he's gonna have to point out that he's a rapist. Like I, yeah. I get it. He's a cat. He's a he's a terrible cat. Why can't you just have him be a terrible cat without having to say that? I know it's also kind of one of those things where it's like, well, he's he's a cat. I mean, I'm I feel like in this book something might change that at some point, just mm-hmm. based on some hints that I may have. <laughs> Or not have been dropped during this podcast, but um, he's a cat. Like you can't apply, yeah, human morality, standards, which is yeah, which is you know what the whole thing with the wolf is about. So I don't... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do think it's funny in this book, and I know that they're different like creatures and stuff. But in this book, we have the wolf man um, not being able to survive because it's like breaking its brain to be conscious. But in the previous book, we had both Ludmilla and um, Lupine, who were werewolf and were-dog man, <laughs> respectively. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's Terry's thing about, you know, self-determination. Mm. The, 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 the sort of warped wolf in this was broken by someone else. Yeah. Yeah, normal wolf. Where, yeah, whereas Ludmilla and um, Lupine are themselves. Yeah. It is fucked up to be a wolf I, that has to go open a door and eat a woman for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, the, that entire scene just reminded me of episode four of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That's <laughs> all that was stuck in my head was Nina, dog. I was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like episode 10 or 12-ish of Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Janos is constantly trying to get. Well, no, this is an exaggeration, but yeah, I, I'm like, what should I watch? And Janos is like, what? Watch this anime, and I'm like, no anime. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try watching this anime that I once watched again. And you're like, no, don't watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch the other one that's the same. Kind and you of. were right because I watched same. it, and I was like, I didn't want to watch this actually. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I do think. 
Brotherhood might be better. I do think that the original has some really good characterization and it's just it's just less of a shonen. That's that's just the difference. And that's mm. that's all I'm all I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are not discussing the Fullmetal Alchemist again. <laughs> uh, I have a question to you, British people. What does cheeky mean? Because Cheeky? Yeah. Oh, You're a cheeky little tart, aren't you? Because they You're say, a little slapper. They say in this one, Nanny Ox says, you can't go around making people believe their things just because they've been cheeky and don't know who you are. And then and then later, Imp- uh, later, I think Granny Weatherwax says, I can hit cheeky lizards if I want. Yeah, it's like rude or like childish kind of like... Yeah, it's impudent. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Being a bit cheeky. <laughs> you're you're a cheeky little one, aren't you? Yeah, cheeky or, little monkey. Uh... It can be. It can be either. Don't be cheeky, as in aberration, or ooh, a bit cheeky, as in a bit like you know. Yeah, s- yeah. That's so you can say like Rude. cheeky pint or cheeky Nando's, which is like, oh, I shouldn't, but go on then. Yeah, yeah. that's why I. That's why yeah. I was confused because. I heard it applied in widely different ways. Mm. Basically means naughty. That's language. Yeah. <laughs> Great word, though. Cheeky. It is a good one. It's a pretty Why good word. Cheeky? It's another one of I those where I'm terrified that I'm going to just start using them naturally. <laughs> oh my god, if you start saying cheeky, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> this whole project is... <laughs> It's just a podcast to forced forced Britification on Janos. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan all along. <laughs> we finally finish uh, I Shall Wear Midnight and uh, Janos <laughs> <laughs> turns off his recording and goes, all right, Governor, that was good. Good podcast, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just off to the Getranka marks now. <laughs> I mean, what if Janosch was British this entire time and just been pretending to be German? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Gonna grab myself a nice, nice pallet of Weissen beer. <laughs> this is all a plot. This package that I got that says it's from Germany was actually sent to Germany from the UK and was then sent back from Germany um, yeah, to I'm... make it appear that Janosch was Germany. <laughs> Going through very elaborate rituals to uh, make you all believe I live in Germany. It's the mystique of living in Germany. <laughs> it's all worth it to appear to live in Germany. Yeah, I'm also uh, using fake photos vibes. everywhere on the internet. You've probably like seen me in real life and just didn't yeah. notice. Yeah, you could because... be anyone. Yeah, faking my identity <laughs> over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first time you meet Janosch in real life, and he's just dressed up as a pearly king, <laughs> <laughs> pushing a scrap metal cart down the road. Like, all right. <laughs> it's been a very elaborate anti-British catfishing um, experiment. First time you see me in real life, and you realize I'm just Tom York. <laughs> I did suspect, but I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I had forgotten about pearly kings until you mentioned them just now. <laughs> yeah, they're not yeah. very relevant piece of culture anymore. No. <laughs> I don't know what they are. I'm going to send you a photo of what pearly kings are. Um, it's a sort of cockney, like cockney Romany people thing. Okay, <laughs> I see. 
I think it's a, I think it's a I think it's a Romany or Traveller thing. Yeah, but that's, in London. That's so me. <laughs> yeah, I can see you one of, in one of these. You're just wearing a jacket that says "Pearly King of Fingbury" <laughs> on the back. On the back, I'm the Pearly King of podcasting. <laughs> I think that's true. Oh, it's nothing to do with uh, uh, Romany people, apparently. Okay, good because otherwise this would have been I would have been problematic by saying that. They're just working class culture in London. Oh, that's working beautiful. class culture. <laughs> <laughs> Dressing up Damn. in my pearly king outfit um, and saying, oh, working class is working class culture. And then sending an email to all of my tenants in my <laughs> six tower block buildings that I own to say that I'm hiking the rent. <laughs> <laughs> A few slags don't pay me more money. You're going to fill the bad sword in my hand. <laughs> You're a slap on my pearls on your. <laughs> We're rapidly devolving. Okay. Um, okay. Anything else about anything There's else? I'm funny before I hit other things. Oh yeah, go on. Nanny Og says, "You know, Grebo, I don't think we're in Lancre anymore." Oh yeah. When they're doing Wizard of Oz. When they're doing they're like, Fun Toto, oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Yeah, just wanted to say it. Yeah, I like the joke about uh, Nanny Og knowing how to spell banana, but not knowing how to stop spelling it. (laughs) It's me, though, because I spell it in my head and I always sing that Gwen Stefani song. Yeah. I sing it, it just can't stop. B. A. 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 Um, yeah. <laughs> um, York was a minion. Oh, yeah. So She'd be pretty a good. A remake of this, an, an adaption of this book, but it's with minions. God, I know it's actually L- Lilith would need minions because minions famously always serve the greatest evils of history. But not Hitler, though. <laughs> Except for Hitler when they went to the North Pole. <laughs> Except for Hitler. <laughs> they were hibernated for a decade, so they don't have they to participate literally... in World War Two. Yeah, I still can't believe that was in that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty good. Wait, what? In the Minions oh. movie, they have this long sequence of how at the beginning of how the Minions always serve like the baddest people in history, and there's like one of them working under a pharaoh, <laughs> and then Caesar, and then Napoleon, and then in like 1930s, all of the Minions go off to the <laughs> North Pole. <laughs> because even they they don't want to have to deal with the fact that the minions would have been nazis (laughs) (laughs) god damn it yeah like you create but i can see how they get there because you create these funny little creatures who are like Serving supervillains, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fun and all, because supervillains are fun. Yeah. Villains are fun, and it's funny to have these delightful little yellow friends who are just fun-loving guys, but they serve evil. That's that's just so funny. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and really, you know, really good. But then you start expanding the lore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And say that they've been there all across history. And then at one point, someone is going to say, wait a minute. 
<laughs> do you think they were like just nearly finished writing and then someone runs into the office like red faced sweating like <laughs> don't print it <laughs> we gotta come up with a workaround guys we can't do this they just throw all the storyboards in the trash <laughs> yeah all the all the all the concept art of like little nazi minions <laughs> they're like oh i spent ages on this <laughs> <laughs> actually I, I hate to bring it back to this again but <laughs> the, <laughs> once, once again another media property that, that considered something better than J.K. Rowling did <laughs> oh yeah well like in Fantastic Beasts where the villain is like let's stop the holocaust yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's also simultaneously wizard Hitler this is why why harry potter is never gonna get to a level of dominions it's just just not a contest i just think in um a harry potter rewrite where she just is like yeah and then during the like 30s and 40s all of the wizards went to the north pole and they stayed there and had a jolly old time (laughs) um painting each other um, doing their own race crimes, and then they move back. <laughs> you could, she could have even just like had like, oh, there was the, the like there was another wizarding war going on like at the same time with like wizards on both sides, and that. Yeah, I don't know, but like it it's, it's fought on the... both sides of the troubles. <laughs> <laughs> she started out like having, or she didn't start out, but like across the Harry Potter, the main book series, uh, she's like incorporated all these analogies to nazism with the mm. mud blood stuff like all the all the blood things and the death eaters having say, nazi um, aesthetics <laughs> yeah and <laughs> sorry <laughs> but but you can't like have your your own villain be a, an analogy to hitler but then at the same time also have real hitler also exist he's there he's there um anyway anyway my uh, my main main point was like if you look into the future like 20 30 40 years and you have the minions on the one hand and harry potter on the other hand which one of these are gonna survive i think the answer is clear is minions yeah it's minions the cute and the yellow mm. banana see that this was one change to um Mortal Engines, which I watched the other day. Okay, it's a bad film, and I, it's not as good. a kid, I really liked the uh, the books that it's based on, um, and the archaeologists in like the 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 city of New London, uh, they're like, oh, oh no, the all this all this like war and combat is like uh, shaking our American deities, and it pans around and it's just two big plastic statues of minions. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> And that was the last time I thought this is pretty good <laughs> yeah. in the whole film. That is pretty good. <laughs> was it? I, mean, they changed it. I think it's it's Mickey Mouse in the uh, in the books. Mm-hmm. But they made it more relevant. Mm. You know, I don't know. Who, who gives a shit about Mickey Mouse? Oh no, Peter Jackson just produced it. Okay, because I just it's remember when it movie. came out. I saw it associated with Peter Jackson. And I was like, okay, not yeah, as good they, as Meet the Feebles. Like loads of people thought that it was Peter Jackson yeah. directing it. I thought it was until the credits came up. <laughs> I suspect that was deliberate. Yeah, it's like yes. with the Nightmare Before Christmas, 
Where, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's not directed by the, Tim Burton. Tim name? Burton, yeah. No. Yeah, it's weird, but definitely deliberate. Another person whose films keep getting worse. <laughs> which is abroad. Which um, is abroad. Which is abroad. Margaret, Margaret and Granny Weatherwax fall out. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about don't that. Don't get on. Margaret feels underappreciated, and she's doing all this effort to try and find herself, and Granny's like, this is stupid, and you're stupid. I'm kind of, I'm kind of over the witches having a fallout in the second act of the book. Like, the same thing happened in Weird Sisters. <laughs> Except that there it I was like Nanny Og and Granny Weatherwax. I'm eating my cereal and I'm saying this will never happen again in a future witches book. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's, I mean, it's the whole thing is that they just don't get on because witches naturally hate each other. Yeah. As we know at the end of last book, they're all like, let's never talk again. Um, yeah. I don't think it's supposed to be like a like a sort of existential threat to their friendship or anything. I think it's more of just like a hazard yeah. to them, you know, working efficiently, as it were. Yeah. Because mm. they bicker constantly. It's conflict. We'll have yeah. some conflict in our book. What if we have conflict? Yeah, what that if it was characters not talking to each other? That's like, that has never been done before. Look, this might just be a personal <laughs> hangout. I just never enjoy stories where it's like... You just like... don't like it when friends fight? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just not fun to read. I think it's kind of fun. I think it's alright in this. Yeah. There are definitely stories where it bugs me a lot more, but I think because in this it's more comedy I think it's genuinely quite comedic, but also um, they are doing their own separate things in like yeah. this third. Like they're all like they needed yeah. to split up. Um, so I don't mind it so much. If it's in like a rom com, I hate it. It's the yeah. worst trope. <laughs> yeah, I think it works in this because a lot of it is meant to be about um, this conflict with Granny and how she chooses to use power and Margaret wants her to use power and thinks she's dumb for not using it more and for just doing yeah you know which shit and being boring and um mm. that's okay. the whole conflict which is like well the the little stuff which is like this is what happens if witches take over and try and control things yeah i think um i i suppose it's like it's kind of a conflict where both of them have point like have sort of yeah. a point Granny is kind of horrible to people constantly, <laughs> but is right to not be using her power all the time. Um, mm. And, like, she could do with being nicer to people, but, like, Magrat isn't necessarily bad. Like, it's not a bad thing that she is. She is naive. Yeah. But, but like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but she, she also... <laughs> they both have things to learn from one another. Yeah, Margaret does, like, you know, she does try new things and does try and, like, explore things, which Granny won't. Um, yes. Because she thinks everything that she doesn't already know is dumb, because she's old <laughs> and also Granny. And maybe Margaret is, you know, has a point that things can be yeah. done in other ways, even if not not quite the way she thinks it should be. I mean, like, this is going to be the whole fairy godmother stuff. I They, um, they do work really really well together as characters the whole three of them mm. yeah like, it is it it has quite a lot of angles you can come at it from like i mean it is very intentionally supposed to this whole maiden mother and crone thing yeah although obviously granny weatherwax and nanny og are much closer in age to each other than they are to magrat yeah um but you know Gra- nanny og gets on with both of them very well mm. although she will have conflict with either of them 
and Nanny Og, not Nanny Og, um, Granny Weatherwax and, and Magrat are, co- are constantly sort of bickering with one another about very different perspectives on life and their work. I don't know. It's sort of, I don't know. It's kind of like stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I think no. I think you're. I think you're right. There's this like bit where they're yelling at each other, and Granny Weatherwax is saying like, "Magic doesn't make things better." Um, you know, you need to learn what's real, what's not real, and what's the difference. And it, I think, I don't know. I think it's really good just from her like character viewpoint of being way too scared to use her magic because she thinks she'll turn um, Joker, but like. It's, it's I think, a good s- statement for this book because it's one of those, like, magic being used to make people something that they're not. And, like, if that's mm. how she sees magic because she grew up with Lilith, then that's unfortunate, but maybe not how it is or has to be. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But equally, Lobsang Dibbler is obviously not going to give you that much wisdom. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah. But she, but she does, like, like, research all the herbs and she does try and, like, Learn she's a good all, witch like, yeah the healthy stuff so like and she just gets annoyed that granny weatherwax gives people like bottles full of liquid that's colored mm. and tells them that it will make them better and then they do <laughs> yeah and Ma- magrat's youth and inexperience um and like willingness to learn and try and research new ways of being mm. a witch um like that drags out um, Granny's inner conflict, which she's had her whole life and is kind of settled within her. So Magrat's upsetting her equilibrium in her age, and that's why she gets so angry about it, I think. I'm so excited for fucking Lords and Ladies Magrat arc. It's so funny. It's a good book. <laughs> I like that one. It's such a good book. <laughs> it's also pretty funny how, like, there's, there's just gonna be, like, the next one is Morgat, and then it's already Lords and Ladies. Like, he really didn't usually yeah. it takes like three to four books uh of a break between continuing a series but mm-hmm. here it's like small cats doesn't even take place in the same time frame spoilers i guess it's 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 i think the most disconnected out of every book mm-hmm. and, and then yeah. he just like pick, picks up the, the witches again so i don't know i guess he was really into these characters at this point yeah i think he had more he wanted to say quite quickly <laughs> <laughs> he just enjoys writing them that's all i was gonna say yeah he does um and then there's like i think there's three books and then it's masquerade which is the next which is one because after that he sort of he evenly almost like does them in sequence so yeah. it goes like guards death rinse wind which is guards death I mean, even, Gods, yeah, even after Prince Wind, which is even after Lords and Ladies, right? Like then he does a Guards book, then a Death book, then a Prince Wind book. Yeah, huh, I never noticed <laughs> that he actually. Okay, then it's like Feet of Clay, Hawkfather, Jingle. So there's like again two Guards books, pretty close. I don't know how yes. he's probably just like hmm, today I will write about blank. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how he lands on wanting to write a Rinsuin book because he always says that he doesn't like Rinsuin, but he then he still ends up. I guess once enough racism has like collected up in <laughs> his brain, up in his body. He's got to purge it. Yeah, he's Just like, like time to write. I've got to write something about the Chinese. <laughs> God, I know just the character names. to use for this. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> 
I think it's it's interesting. I'm excited for the last third of this book because I remember it being really good. Um, it probably I'm, is not. I'm also know. excited. This is another week where I struggled to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think it's I think it's cool about like Granny Weatherwax and Nanny Og's relationships that Nanny doesn't know about her sister. Yeah, that's fun because Granny's so like closed up. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um. We'll, we'll find out later. There's like a box that she has which is full of secrets and no one knows what's in it. It's like her special box. Oh. Even she won't even tell her best friend stuff. She just sort of, you know, they have to kind of figure it out on their own. And if they don't, then she's not going to tell her. <laughs> it's it's funny how like uh, Esme and uh, Nanny Ork will like never even like they would never admit to being friends. Mm-hmm, they no. they will always say, "Oh, I hate that bitch." <laughs> she's just a meddling old busybody. Yeah. And still, like they're like the the, the closest people. To each other like yeah and then the og's like big skill is that she understands people and she understands people like more than granny weatherwax does yeah on like a an emotional and personable level um which is probably why she is her best friend because she's the only person who has the ability to be as like close to her as she is mm-hmm. just because she's like ultimate ultimate friend <laughs> <laughs> okay i think we have Talked a lot about this book this time, as yeah. promised. Uh huh. We did yeah. go on some tangents about Harry Potter and the minions. Yeah, but movie. it all relates to to the. Because look, what are Harry Potter and minions? They're okay. stories. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and who is the greatest story of them all? <laughs> Rincewind. Um. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think we we were more on topic for this one th- than the last one. <laughs> Where I think we talked about the book for maybe two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. But we had fun. We did have fun. We had, yeah, we had fun. We grew closer as friends and that's all that matters. Yeah. Maybe you did. <laughs> um. <laughs> every time we do this podcast, I get that little, like, Sims um, thing yeah, about plus my yeah. It's <laughs> just going down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it says, I hate your projects in the future, and I get a little minus one. <laughs> your projects are great. I'm very excited yeah. for you. Yeah, thank you. Tell, tell, me, tell me the lies. Um, <laughs> I hope you have fun with them. Um, thank you, George. I appreciate your careful honesty. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was actually careful, careful honesty. I carefully constructed it to be obviously carefully honest. Oh, that's very careful and also very honest. Yeah, so next week we're going to be reading the last third of Which is Abroad, as I'm sure you're aware. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be a different person then. I could be anyone. <laughs> yeah, you'll be free from the bonds of academia. Sort yeah. Of. Well, a bit. Yeah, mostly. I'll just be like normal unemployed then. That's exciting. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to even edit this episode because I'm going to like have the time after thursday so that's <gasps> oh, cool that's good that's really <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'd have to do this one so yeah exciting um so until next time this has been who watches the watch and we will we'll see you next week hey we need to say some names we gotta say some uh, names they are oh, fuck, i completely forgot my brain's so dead a month for us to be like no
not this week. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what I meant to say was, if you like this, you can donate to our Patreon at Who Watches the Watch on Patreon. Um. You can donate one currency and receive many audio recordings of us reading the book that we're writing, which is a hilarious young adult novel called Hardspell about sexy vampires and all the ways we love them. It's actually the greatest <laughs> book ever written, uh, as you'll it's, find. It's a great book. As well as a bunch of other episodes that you can all get all access to at one currency a month. Or you can pay five currency a month and get your name shouted out in this, our podcast. Uh, yeah. And I'm gonna do that. Thank you to our five <laughs> euro and above patrons. Uh, which is just our five euro patrons. We have no ten euro patrons yet. Thank you to Gigantic Clary. Slime Simon. Ooh. Ooh. Boyfriend Ooh. of the show. Uh, and future Bloody vampire hell. of the show. Uh, Tom, a.k.a. Hank the Tank. Ooh. That guy. Justin Crandall. Ooh. Ooh. Milk Succubus. Oh, hello. And then DM and Rise and Grind memes for side hustling teens. Thank you both very much. Thank you for supporting. I was going to say the reason why we even have a a Patreon for for our funny book that we're writing is that it's just too good for normal people (laughs) to hear. (laughs) So, yeah. Only the best of the best. Are gonna have only our cro- closest friends will be able mm-hmm. to hear it, and exactly. that's and why. If you want to be in that category, mm-hmm. all you yeah. have to do is pay one currency. Yeah, and if you do, yeah. also, I love you. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you should write RPF about us. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, join the Discord. You... <laughs> yes, do it's good. Um, we like to talk about great films and funny images and disc worlds. Um, <gasps> That's what we do. And ho- Homestuck. Yeah. Um, I think once the watch TV show is on, we're going to do some fun streams of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we can all watch it together and really like have a fun time. Yeah. Um, anyway, but until then, we'll say goodbye again. Yes. Um, we'll it's yeah. so hard to say goodbye. It's so We're... hard. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Mm. Yeah, no, um, no man is an island. Yeah, I am. My... But every guy has a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and they keep telling me to read Infinite Jest. <laughs> That's true. See, yeah, maybe it is true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, until next week. Beyond strong in the arm is my uncle Faith. He's my yes. fairy godmother. Um, Stan Weatherwack. Stan Snake Women. Yeah, right. Stan Snake Women. Stan don't don't be racist. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quite People from Sher- today, I think. Don't trust anyone from Sherborne. They'll steal your clothes. Yeah, homophobia <laughs> is cool and good. And that guy in that MySpace picture where he's <laughs> where he's got the shirt that says like "Don't be racist." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Reject theosophy, it's bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, think about volunteering in the museum and whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Mm. Consider becoming a misogynist, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate women. Or a, or a yeah, fuck turfs. Um, bye. 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 bye.
Good Episode Productions Network podcast. See the website for more details.